When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Postpartum Coach Podcast, where we embrace our needs as moms, we learn how to lead ourselves first, then our families, and where we create our own healing from the inside out and find our way to the work we were meant to do in this world. I'm your host, a fellow mom of three, a songwriter, life coach, and wellness advocate, Liz Langston. Hello. Merry Christmas, everyone. I hope you had a great Christmas 2019. Can you believe it? I have an update with some news on the home front. I am officially a homeschooling mom. I'm feeling it all sink in. Just earlier this evening, my kids' homeschool books arrived. And I don't really want to go into or feel like I need to go into why I made this decision per se, because it's all super personalized, as you can imagine, to me and my kids and their needs and our school and, you know, whatever, my stuff. But I do want to say a couple things. One, I fully own this decision. And two, sometimes I feel really scared. Um, But more and more each day, I am learning how to re-understand the feeling of trust, trusting in God, being open and vulnerable with the universe, I'm reconfiguring that to make it feel like and understand that it actually is strength. My capacity to open myself up to what God has asked me to do and what I've chosen to do, despite all of the unknowns, despite never having done it before, despite having a past as a as a survivor and a, a veteran of postpartum depression twice, and some really heavy, ugly, sad, hard memories, dark days with my kids during that time. Sometimes my brain likes to associate being at home full time with my kids as a terrible, scary thing. And so this is such a good, hard challenge for me. And I just wanted to share this because whether you relate a lot or a little, it is always going, this work that we're doing right? Like I healed from depression. I was able to restore my motherhood and get it back to where I want it to be. And now this is the next chapter for me. And the work never ends. My friends, you are going through your things. You're climbing your mountain. I'm over here climbing my own mountain right along with you. And this existence, this universe and heavenly father, as I like to call him, our God is constantly inviting us to new challenges, new growth new strength from new climbing and new heights and new vistas. So speaking of heights, climbing up to new heights onto the subject of today's episode, we are going to be talking about pausing at the end of 2019 and pondering and also playing in some possibility. Today's episode is going to be really light and sort of, it's meant to expand your mind, like a little tickle for your brain, a little stretch, not a lot of 
down and dirty, you know, technical instruction, which I've done in some previous episodes. We're not focusing on the how of setting goals or achieving goals at all. We're not even really talking a lot about goals. Um, we're going to be really reflecting and there's going to be a lot of invitations to you to really ponder your life and where you are and where you might want to go, where you see yourself going. So pause and ponder and possibility. To set the context for this, last night my husband Abram and I watched a movie on Amazon Prime called The Aeronauts, like astronauts, but aeronauts, A-E-R-O, right? So these were the hot air balloon pilots in the late 1800s. And this was before, mind you, this was before airplanes or anything really that could fly in the sky. This was just, they would go up and they'd come down. And obviously they might go sideways too with the wind and the elements, but the whole point of it was to hit new heights. So I watched this lovely movie and I was of course then brought back to reality after the movie was over and I was pondering on both what I'd seen in the movie and also this timing of this week after Christmas. This, I think it's kind of a sacred week after Christmas. I just don't like the world and the rush and the hubbub to touch this week. Like leading up to Christmas, there's plenty of that. But this week after Christmas, I sort of like to tune out and kind of, I don't know, come into my own and really be pondering and thinking a lot about the past year and about the coming year. So I was thinking about the arc of the calendar year to me feels a lot like a hot air balloon ride. Now go with me on this. I'm going to paint this picture, but it's going to be really cool what we're talking about today. So January through December 24th is the rise. You are ascending. It's all about how high you can go. Maybe you're wanting to break new records in your life, hit new goals. How much can you do? How much can you improve? Maybe you have some pounds you want to lose. There's numbers you're trying to hit or some habits you want to break and untether yourself from in your parenting. It's the rush of the climb, the ascension. We're figuratively from January to December 24th, stretching and reaching to go higher and higher. But then Christmas, everything just comes to a halt. You open the gifts and you've arrived. You've gone as high as you can go for the year. And it's time to now enjoy the view, to take it all in, to take a look around. Where have you been? Where are you going? What have you done? What have you felt and experienced on this ascension? And as you come back down and descend back down to earth for this week and take inventory of maybe any healing, any wounds, any scratches and scrapes, metaphorically speaking, of course, right? Emotionally or maybe physically. And as you take a look at your next ascension, 2020, your next rise into the hot air balloon, into new record heights, into new achieving and comings and goings. Where do you want to be? What do you want to do? In the movie, Eddie Redmayne's character is a scientist and he's intent on understanding weather patterns. He wants to be able to predict the weather. Now, this is something that we probably take for granted on a daily basis especially living in Colorado where the weather changes so much, I can easily just ask Alexa, hey, what's the weather like today? And I can dress accordingly. If I have plans for the weekend, I can hop on and be like, hey, what's the weather going to be this weekend? But back then, 
people thought he was crazy to try and predict the weather. They just thought it was crazy. And they made fun of him. And he had a hard time getting funding. And I digress because it was such a good movie. I could easily go talk about it. So definitely go watch it if it sounds interesting to you. But the point being, he, being a scientist and having this goal, he took tedious notes of their entire experience. And when they got to the ground, it doesn't show this part because the movie's kind of over at this point. But I'm assuming, you know, he went over all these notes and he really studied where he'd been and everything they'd experienced. And he learned about different parts of the atmosphere so that he could then take that with him on his next journey, his next rise up into the next balloon so that he can learn even more and he can go even higher and do it safely and do it more resiliently. And that's what this episode's going to be for you. I have some questions. We're going to pause we're going to ponder and we're going to play with possibilities together for next year. I'm literally going to have you pause the episode. So not the second, but later in the episode, be ready for that. And the point of this episode is to really reflect and then take all that information with you of this past year. So many times we just live our lives and then go on to the next and we look forward into the future. But I think the real strategy comes when we look into the past and take the lessons with us into the future. You don't want to miss that rich opportunity. It can inform your decisions this next year. It can inform your goals. It can inform your pursuits. And so definitely it's worth the time to pause and ponder and reflect on the year that's just passed as you look into possibility for the future for 2020. Okay. So that being said, let's do some things. Section one is pause and ponder. I know you are likely multitasking. If you're anything like me, you're probably doing the dishes or driving your kids somewhere, but I'd like you, whether in this moment or one soon after to find a moment and sit down with a piece of paper or maybe your phone, if you're more of a digital person and reflect what experiences have you had this year? And through those experiences, what did you learn about yourself? So for example, maybe you had a baby this year. Was it your first? Maybe it was your third. Maybe you adopted a child through this experience. What did you learn about yourself? What did you come to see and understand about you as you look back that you couldn't have learned about yourself or maybe would have never noticed or recognized within yourself had you not gone through this experience this last year? While you're gathering your pen and paper or maybe finishing up the dishes so that you can sit down and do this exercise for yourself, I wanted to share something that I've been through this year and what I saw and understood and learned about myself through this experience that I could only have learned about myself through this experience. And then we're going to talk about how to take this pondering and pausing and apply it to where we're going in 2020. Transform your home in one weekend with paint from Menards. Get a paint that combines durability and gorgeous color. Dutch Boys DuraClean Interior Paint and Primer in One offers stay clean technology, making your home stay beautiful and clean longer. And with Dutch Boys Easy Opening Smooth Pouring Container, transforming your home has never been easier. Save big money on Dutch Boy paints and head into Menards to get your paint project started today. Save big money at so this year, 2019 has been and was my first full year as an entrepreneur and specifically a solopreneur being the sole owner and participant in my business as a life coach. 
I became certified as a life coach in the fall of 2018. And at that time I started taking my first paying clients. So when January, 2019 hit and started, that was the beginning of a fresh slate of my first full year in business. As I look back on my business this year, I've had so many failures. <laughs> like I could be nice and say, oh, I was learning. And that's true. I was learning. Nevertheless, I failed hard so many times in the pursuit of figuring out business and in the pursuit of creating my dream life and lifestyle of serving moms in postpartum depression and postpartum struggles. I saw so many sides of myself that came out. I saw imbalance. I saw indecision. I saw selfishness. I even saw a little bit of dishonesty in moments. I saw disorganization. I saw immaturity sometimes. These were all things I really didn't want to see. I didn't go into business to start seeing nasty parts of myself. These were things and parts of me that I didn't know were in there. Sometimes it was really painful to see these things. Really painful. I mean, excruciating. Sometimes it was really embarrassing. Sometimes there were scary decisions to be made, investments with credit cards that were all my own debt, which at times felt fine and at other times felt scary. I really, this last year in business, in so many ways and about so many things, I had to work to manage my mind. But what I've learned about myself in business in 2019 that I couldn't have learned in any other way was how very strongly I am committed to helping mamas through postpartum depression, postpartum anxiety, and postpartum hardship. This year in my business, I did something so new and crazy for me. I prepared a speech uh, that was solicited by my life coach school. It was, it was sort of like a competition of sorts where everyone could submit a speech and then only a few were chosen. I think about 10 of them were chosen out of probably hundreds of submissions or at least a hundred submissions. And I got on stage. I was chosen first of all. And then I got on stage in front of hundreds of peer certified coaches. Another thing I did this year that was really big and scary for me is I hired a coach and I paid her more than my income for most of the time that I was hiring her. Eventually I started making more than what I was paying her and it felt more comfortable, but I did that. And it's frankly more than my mortgage at times for months and months. I was so dedicated and I would have never been able to see that dedication in myself had I not dove into these hard things. This year I said no to vacations. We, my husband and I, my family, my kids, we said no to some vacations. I shed friends that just didn't fit anymore with who I was becoming because I was becoming so quickly as I put myself to these tests and purposely climbed up a huge mountain. You just do. You start to become a different person when you do things like this. The learning curve is steep when you subject yourself to failure after failure after failure. And all the while, as I did this in my business, I was reclaiming my motherhood slowly. I was holding space for the parts of myself that were broken, pacing myself as I slowly re-engaged with my kids gradually after postpartum depression. What I learned was that 
when I am in the spirit of service in something I truly believe in, and when I am working alongside with God, I have a higher failure and pain tolerance than I ever imagined I could. I am more willing to fail publicly and personally more than I ever knew that I would be willing to do. I am stronger than I ever knew I could be. And I'm more capable of turning disorganization into organization when I'm motivated by a just cause. I am literally becoming the woman and the servant to mothers that was only something of my daydreams back when I first became a mom. And then also when I went through my struggles and overcame them through coaching and had the vision of taking coaching to the postpartum sector. And I owe all of that. I really feel like I owe all of that to first my heavenly father, because I would have never found coaching had he not brought it into my life. And then second coaching. Coaching has taught me to stand up for myself and to go out and create what I want. Coaching has taught me to uphold clean boundaries. First of all, to even know what boundaries are and how to do them and then actually implement them in my life between my boundaries, between my own thoughts and the thoughts and opinions of others, which has enabled me to do so many more things, including fail publicly and personally and implement those boundaries with my children and bring warmth and love and patience back into my motherhood and get rid of resentment. Coaching has saved my faith this year, my spiritual religious faith. Coaching has been worth its weight in gold. Okay. So that was me doing that exercise when I asked that of myself. And I just wanted to give you that example. So you can see how I really went deeply into what I'd gone through. I got really specific. I I took notes and I remembered wow, this is what I did. I did this business. And not only did I do this business, but I failed. And here's all the feelings I felt when I failed. And here's all what I, that I realized. Right. And then I talked about my vision of why I did all of this. And then what I learned, the juice, what is the golden nugget takeaway? So that is what I want you to do. So if you haven't done it yet, like I said, pause the episode, get a piece of paper and a pen and have a little session with yourself. What are some experiences you've had this year, or maybe even just one, maybe you want to go really deep in one experience where you've learned new things about yourself that you couldn't have learned in any other way? What are the valuable, invaluable golden nugget takeaways? That is pausing and pondering. So go do that. And now for possibility, we're going to go on to possibility. Now I want to preface this section of the episode by saying, No, I am not going to tell you to make New Year's resolutions. We're not going to go over goal setting, except for maybe just a few sentences, and it's totally optional. So I don't want this part of the episode or this episode at all to be where you feel like you need to make a decision and choose what you'll focus on in 2020, where you start thinking about goals. No, that's not the purpose of this. That's maybe indirectly as a result of this episode, that could be what you decide to do totally. But in this possibility section... As you look at going into 2020 or this next upcoming year, it's, I want you to think of it as if you've descended from the ride of 2019, you saw the highest heights, you learned some lessons, you had some setbacks on your journey upwards and some failures, but you took away some gold nuggets and how is what you learned invaluable into this next journey into the if you will, the skies of 2020, the ascension of 2020. Ooh, I like that. The ascension of 2020. So we're going to go into possibility here. 
And I know your brain's going to want to go into probability and all the things, but just stay with me in just very childlike, very vulnerable, translucent possibility. If you knew you could not fail and that literally you hand in hand with God could accomplish anything you really cared about accomplishing that you felt is relevant and important to you. What would it be for this year in 2020? Warning, do not get into goal setting mode and start trying to finalize plans or choose or limit yourself. You can make a long list. You don't need to just pick one. Okay. I don't want you to refine down and limit yourself. Your brain will want to do that. By the way, our brain's like to not spend too much time in possibility. They like to come back to probability, but probability kind of kills possibility to be honest. And so I don't want you to start being realistic and analytical. Just dream of a bit. Okay. I want you to open your mind like a big hot air balloon. What would be a list of things you'd want to do in your lifetime? If you knew you couldn't fail, let's even go past 2020 here. What do you want your life to be about? In the hereafter, the life after this one, what purpose do you want this life to have served for you eternally? Now, look over the list of all the things that you wrote down that you learned about yourself through the experiences of 2019. How do you want to build upon the strengths that you discovered? Right. Remember in my example, I discovered this commitment, this high pain tolerance, because I'm in love and I'm in service of what I'm doing. How do you want to build upon that? How do you want to use that and harness that for the ride and the ascension of 2020? How do you want to cherish the lessons? What things can you implement or reminders or little systems or strategies so that you can take the failures and the mishaps of 2019 and not repeat them? Do you want to write an essay about them and share them with your family? Do you want to just share them over the phone with your mother or talk about them with your husband or do a family home evening lesson with your kids and share things there? How do you want to make space for the weaknesses that you identified? Make space. Do you want to make space or do you just want to, do you find yourself just wanting to squish out all the negative of 2019 or do you find yourself wanting to maybe implement some grace type filled strategies in 2020, maybe giving yourself some slack in ways to create space for the weakness that you saw in 2019. Is there anything that as you zoom out and look over the overall direction and purpose of this lifetime for you, is there anything that really calls to your attention that you really want to focus on? Now, this is as close as this episode and as really truly as I get when it comes to goal setting. I don't like to get all technical and I don't like to study how people achieve goals and what you can do to make sure you achieve yours. I don't really feel like that's necessary. And I'll tell you why in a minute. I'm going to share with you my goal for 2020. I do have one goal. Here are the couple of sentences that I will give you when it comes to setting a goal or a new year's resolution. If by the way, if you feel so inclined, which I am not even suggesting that you do, you do, or you should, but for those of you who might have something in mind, or you love goal setting, which that was never me ever until I found life coaching, I always overset and I under delivered. I 
understarted. I barely started. And when I did, I just couldn't seem to follow through. I was too hard on myself. Does this sound familiar? You have all the hopes and dreams and then it's just not realistic or something goes wrong to where you just kind of putter out by March or April. So that's always been me. And after a while of doing that, a few years of doing that, maybe in my early 20s, late teens, I decided I was over the whole idea of New Year's resolutions. And then not until I found coaching where I heard my mentor, one of my mentors, Jody Moore, she said, just pick one. And I was like, what? All the blog posts and all of the whatever, self-help. There's just all this stuff about setting all the goals, like one spiritual goal, one educational goal, one physical goal. And she's like, no, just pick one. And I was like, what? It was so different. And yet it's made all the difference. So let me explain. I know it's different, right? You're like me. You hear all the goal setting stuff and you think that you should just pick one in all the areas. And even the new program through the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, which is the church I belong to, it kind of dictates that you set one goal in all these different areas. And that's great for that program. But just try this out. Just trust me here. Here's why we just set one goal. And this is according to the world of life coaching, okay? The way your brain does one thing, it does all the things. So rest assured that if it's a big enough goal for you and hard enough for you and important enough for you, this one goal in the pursuit of it, will change you in many ways. Not just the accomplishment of it, but the journey, the pursuit of it. So I understand this principle and this might be new for you. And again, this is take it or leave it. This is totally optional. And if you don't even want to set goals, you can just skip this part or you might just listen and find it interesting. But I'm going to share with you my one goal and why I feel confident that by pursuing this one goal, I will likely, and I feel confident that I can without even directly focusing on my other kind of intentions and things that I want to get done this year, they're not goals. I have one goal, but I have some other intentions and some things I want to get done. But by focusing on this one goal, I have a really good idea that I'm going to get all that other stuff done. So let me explain. Mine is I choose and I chose the other day on the toilet. (laughs) I was just sitting there and I had just finished looking at my rashes that I get from gluten. Okay. So I get, I get rashes on my abdomen from eating gluten. Hopefully that's not TMI for you. I figure this is a podcast of a bunch of moms who have been through labor and delivery. So you can handle some rashes on the abdomen talk, (laughs) but, um, I had just finished looking at those and I was just pondering and I was like, you know what? I am done. I'm done eating gluten. And as I say this, I cringe. Okay. I, it's going to be hard. It's not this easy, like, Oh, I'm done. It's just, it's great. I mean, it is great. I want to be that way, but I'm also not. (laughs) So it's this clash between my future self and my current self. It's the prefrontal higher brain for the future self is all for it. Cheering. Yay. No more gluten. It's going to be awesome journey. And then my lower brain's like dreading it. Like, Oh, fooey. She's onto us now. (laughs) But here's the interesting part. I know that if I'm not eating gluten, what I am doing is I am planning meals. I'm making meal plans and I am preparing meals. And when I plan meals and prepare meals, I often at that same time plan my budget and prepare my budget. I plan my homeschooling and prepare my homeschooling. 
I've noticed that when I plan and prepare around my food, because food is something that we can't avoid, we can't skip over it. And if I don't want to eat gluten, I definitely can't skip over it and avoid it, especially when the rest of my family doesn't eat gluten. If I just kind of buy them what they want and what they're going to eat and don't really plan and prepare mine, I nine times out of 10 will end up eating something with gluten in it because it's there and it's easy. And if I haven't planned a meal and prepared a meal at some point in the week ahead of time that doesn't have gluten in it, when I'm hungry, I just eat what's easy and I don't sit there and cook a full meal very often. So what I've learned is that if I can do my food right, a lot of other things, even like my physical exercise and those things take care of themselves. It's kind of like this is at the center of the storm, but if I can calm the center the, by the ripple effect, the rest of the storm sort of calms. So I want you to really just play with this idea that what if you just need one, one goal that's hard enough, that's really important to you that you'd really like to achieve. And you can let the rest of your great desires be intentions that can be touched by and accomplished possibly through you really actually hunkering down and achieving this one goal. Which would you rather do? Set a bunch of goals and partially achieve them or set one goal and fully achieve it. And then as a byproduct, indirectly, probably achieve a few of the other goals. You get to decide which strategy works best for you, but that is what life coaching has brought to me. And I really love it. It's working really well for me. If a goal has not come to mind and you want one, it will come. If it has not come to mind and you don't want one, yay, (laughs) pressure's off. And if a goal has come to mind, as I was talking you through this, but you didn't want one, don't say yes right away. Play with the possibilities within the goal. Play with visualizing the journey of getting there. Is that the journey you want for yourself? And if a goal has come and you do want it, you'll know it's the one when it just feels so strong and solid and no other ones can compare. It comes to mind and it's just there. If you're finding yourself torn between a few goals, then I would choose none of them. None of them is big enough. Think bigger, think deeper. What would you do if you couldn't fail? And I don't mean that when I say, what would you do if you couldn't fail? I'm not talking about save the world type goals. I'm not talking about, I'd go be a famous musician and spread my wings and fly. I I don't necessarily mean anything like that. If that's you, great. But I really am just talking about very relative to us, very relevant goals that feel huge, that feel like a lifetime away or a lot of effort away, but that we really want and we could have. Like if you believe you could accomplish it, would you do it? Is it relevant to where you want to go next? Maybe not where you want to go in 10 years, but where you want to go next. Maybe you think about where you want to go in 10 years and then work backwards and figure out what needs to be 2020's goal. And then last but not least, just a caution and sort of an idea as you do ponder and pause and reflect on this last year, a word of warning. Your brain is going to want to tell you stories about the past, this past year. Like it was hard or you achieved a lot or you achieved a little bit. Maybe you feel like you achieved nothing. I want to tell you that how you think about this past year will determine how open you feel to the possibilities of next year. 
So if you're having a hard time envisioning even and thinking about next year, I would examine the way you're talking to yourself about this past year. Be so careful not to limit your future by what you've seen in your past. Our brains love to do this. For a while, I coached weight loss. I was certified as both a life coach and a weight loss coach. And as I was coaching my weight loss clients, the biggest difficulty for them wasn't actually knowing how to lose weight and and even carrying it out. Well, carrying it out was difficult, but not because they didn't know how. It was because they would tether themselves to their past. They would say, oh, well, I've only ever lost 15 pounds at once before I rebounded and went back to gaining it all back. And every time they thought that, the possibility of losing 20 or 25 pounds or 50 pounds was completely ungraspable. They just couldn't pot, like imagine it. And when you can't imagine it, how are you going to do it? You've got to be able to visualize first. And so if you find it hard to visualize, it could be that you're limiting yourself in the future by kind of putting your past as a dead weight onto that future that you're trying to walk into. Now, the past feels important and safe and familiar, but really, if you think about it, if you think about the future as a blank slate, the past is completely irrelevant here. It really isn't. Like All you need from the past is exactly what I had you do already, which is the lessons that you've learned. That's it. But what you did and how things turned out in the past, of course, doesn't need to be the future. Like Our brain tells us that it should be or that it might be, but Of course it doesn't because you have the lessons. And as long as you take those lessons and put them in a knapsack on your back, a full full of gold nuggets, you can pull them out and you can miss the, the pitfalls and the detours that you had to take in 2019. Now, this is such a great message for myself because with this homeschooling venture, I feel so scared. You guys, I feel so scared. Sometimes I feel so scared sometimes that the dark days that I didn't even know how to not create or, and I didn't know how to create good days. It was just like life just happened to me so much in that past life before coaching and in postpartum depression and alone and not understanding how to be myself in my motherhood, how to make space for myself in my motherhood, how to advocate what I wanted to my husband. I was just so lost and so surviving. And so it's such a great reminder to think that I can walk into 2020 in the future and have this knapsack on my back, like Winnie the Pooh, full of these golden nuggets of 2019. And so that I never have to walk the same road twice because I've done the work of pondering and pausing and taking the lessons and bringing them with me into my my future to feel clear and strong, that clarity, that confidence, that vision. So the ascension of 2020, where have you been? What have you learned? What are you ready to let go of? What weight do you need to let go of so you can ascend higher than ever before so you can have the vista the lifestyle the achievements in your life that you want that vision that you have for yourself how can you honor it and what you do take with you on this ascension how are you going to deliberately choose it and what is going to be your goal play with that possibility Good luck with the new year. Enjoy it so much. And I will see you on the other side in 2020. Hey, Liz here. 
When I was struggling as a mom of three littles, it was actually a podcast just like this that a friend shared with me that woke me up to getting the help I needed. Please consider sharing a favorite episode with a friend or leave me a review on iTunes to help other moms find the help they need here too. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com.